If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for the van to come. Oh friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Present like the fear from above, believers like we've never been in love. We're only gazing at stars on the ceiling. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Fast Forward podcast. I hope you have all had a fantastic Christmas and are now ready and raring to go to get stuck into 2020. I know that many of you will have been working on your goals over the Christmas holidays for the year ahead. So what better way to kick off the year than with an episode focusing on success and creating the mindset to achieve what you've always desired. But today, we're going to go stateside um, to the United States of America. My guest today is successful entrepreneur, best-selling author of books, including Live Your Legacy and Leading a Legacy Lifestyle and Coach. And his mission is to help inspire others to be better, do more, and produce the results that really matter. He's also got his own podcast, Championship Leadership Podcast, and we'll hear a bit more about that too. So welcome today, Coach Nate Bailey. Hi, Nate. Hey, how are you? Uh, It's not often we get to do something so transatlantic, so I'm quite excited uh, about this. In fact, I think it might be the first uh, podcast that we've gone international uh, outside of the UK. Awesome. So you're you're our first. (laughs) Um, But let's let's, uh, find out a bit about you. Um, I've been fascinated to hear about your career um, in the US Army. And can't wait to hear about how that experience shaped you and led you to do what you're doing today. So could you give us a bit of your background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I played, you know, I went to college and I was I was always an athlete and played, played football in college. Uh, I guess we call it North American football, right? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and after football was finished, I was kind of looking for, like, what's next? what's the next challenge. And so that, that's what really led me to, to joining the army to see if I had what it would take to, to, uh, be in the United States army. And so, so I joined the army and, and, uh, and I became an officer uh, leading troops as a platoon leader was deployed to Kuwait in end of 2005 through most of 2006 and uh, ever since then, that path that I've been on, um, you know, I always find myself leaning towards leadership roles. Um, I remember for a, from a young age, as people would come to our school and speak, uh, that that was so cool that they were doing that. And, and mm-hmm. so I, I, it's always been in the back of my mind that 
that I wanted to impact others and, and help them live the life that they want to live. I just, I don't think I ever knew how that was going to look or how it was going to play out, but, yeah. but, um, but it looks like it's, it's played out the way it, it has for a reason. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, in your time in the army, you progressed through officer and ended up as a platoon leader. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Um, and then you made the switch from the army and being a, a leader in the army to being an entrepreneur. What what was what was that like? And how, how did that actually how did that transition actually happen? Yeah. So I was in um, I was in what they called the the Army National Guard, and so I would. I was in the army and and on the weekends and you know throughout the year I, w- mm-hmm. I would go and I would train uh, as a part of the army but I also was running a business at the same time mm-hmm. and then when I got deployed I had to put you know I had to put my life on hold I had to, my wife was at home my business I had to put on hold at the time I was in the insurance business mm-hmm. and and uh, and then when I came back you know really just picked that back up and. Uh, I had a CrossFit gym, you know, I still am in the real estate, uh, investment world, uh, properties all over the, all over the country here in the U S. And, um, so yeah, I've always, you know, I've, I found that I had this entrepreneurial spirit and I think it all makes sense because again, I've always wanted to be a leader. Um, I, I, I love to lead more than I do to, to, uh, you know, take direction, I guess you would say, although yeah. I'm not opposed to, to taking direction or being, yeah. being a great servant or follower, but, but yeah, I've just, I just love the, the challenges that come with being a business owner, with being an entrepreneur and also the opportunities that are there when you're building a team inside of a business to be able to lead them and, and, and lead that team towards uh, a greater vision. Um, so yeah, and it fits well, right. With, being a leader inside of the army as a platoon leader, I was responsible for 42 men. Uh, you know, when we were deployed, we were gone for 15 months, and really, so it was kind of a 24/7 job for for 15 months. We didn't really have any days off, and um, and so you're up, you know, that responsibility and the tools and the skill sets that I learned and that I continued to grow and, and get better at through communication and organization and planning and and uh, leadership all obviously suited me well as an entrepreneur and a business owner as well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you touched on there about some of the challenges that you faced as an entrepreneur. Um, tell us a bit about what some of those might have been like and how your experience in the Army might have helped you overcome those. Yeah, so, well, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, <laughs> it's kind of the same way as being deployed, right? You don't, mm-hmm. you don't ever really turn it off. It's constantly always there in the background now i think it's it's healthy to be able to find ways where you can shut it off or or do your best to do that especially when you come home if you have a family to be with your family to be present with those that you really care about and love um to be able to take some time to re-energize and disconnect a little bit but but let's be real right um entrepreneurs and business owners it's just a different level of stress and responsibility we're worried about revenue worried about like are you gonna be able to make payroll worried about if you're going to be able to keep the lights on, um, yeah. dealing with, with clients and, you know, you know, we all like to, to make everyone happy. Although the realization that you can't make everyone happy and, uh, that you don't need to have everyone right. Yeah. I mean, to have that niche, to have that specialization, uh, it helps you to grow and to go further. But, um, through all of that, through just 
the stresses of being deployed and being away mm-hmm. and not just being away yourself, but then also realizing that you have 42 other men that are going through the same thing. And, yeah. and how do you, how are you there for them? How do you, um, plan you motivate and, them? And, and, and motivate them and keep them inspired, keep them tuned in, keep them locked in on the job and the mission at hand. Also, how do you spend time with them and, and, uh, and talk with them and have conversations with them about the same things that they are going through. Mm. And, and, uh, so, you know, as, as you maneuver through all of that, uh, it does nothing but help to set me up for success when I got back home. And, and now the stresses are just a little bit different, right. But they're, they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you were obviously a business owner before you went and before you were deployed to Kuwait. Um, if yeah. you think back to your kind of mindset pre Kuwait and post Kuwait, do you think that that experience in in deployment changed your um, outlook on how on, on an approach to things? Yeah, definitely it did. You know, I think I, what I remember, you know, it's been a while now. Um, <laughs> seems like it was just yesterday, but um, thirteen plus years now. Uh, but I do remember coming back and just having a greater appreciation for for life itself and what we have and, and really uh, staying present in the moment. Because when mm. you're gone and, and you know, when you're deployed, there's you don't have a lot of liberties and you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of things at your disposal like you do here yeah. uh, when you're back home. Um and you miss out on a lot of things, of course, as well. And so it's just, for me, it really was just just this great appreciation for the life that we do have and not taking so many things for granted. And I get it, right? Because it can be very easy to do that, just with the day-to-day bustle of life and with everything getting going on, uh, the, the multiple directions that we're getting pulled in. Uh, yeah. It seems like that becomes more and more in our society nowadays, fast-paced. Uh, social media, everything is like, if you want something, you get it now, right? Yeah. Likes and comments, you get feedback right away. You get the news right away. Yeah. Um, you know, you, Instant you want to order something, you go to Amazon and you get it right away. Like There's, there's <laughs> no having Kuwait. to wait for anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, not so in much Kuwait. in Kuwait. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, this gratitude and this appreciation for yeah. what we have and really just trying to stay focused and present in the day and yeah. take advantage of that. Because as you said, like you might, you know, especially, you know, obviously during a deployment, there's a chance that you might not come back. So you have to appreciate the moments that you have. Yeah, absolutely. So your philosophy in life, I guess, has come from that experience. You say, live what you teach. Um, mm-hmm. Where where did that um, learning come from? Uh, did you have a mentor or, um, you know, uh, advice that led you to that um, kind of a philosophy? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had have had mentors, but I think the live, live what you teach is just, I think more so just really comes from from internal, and you know, maybe that comes a bit from the military as well. But because mm-hmm. as an officer, especially, I mean, you really are you, you're held to a high standard mm-hmm. to be the standard, really. Yeah. Um, and under and scrutiny, so you, you can't you can't be the 20 year old knucklehead like some of the other guys that might be in your platoon be just cause you know, that's what you do when you're a 20 year old. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just this sense of responsibility. And so I, I don't take that lightly. Um, as I carry that over into, you know, my actual life as a coach, as a husband, as a father to, 
to live what I teach and to live it at the highest level. So if I'm going to go and tell somebody that, you know, this is what they need to do to be doing in, in their life, that they really want to get the results that they say that they want, then I better be uh, living that at the highest level myself. You know, just yeah. personally, I, I don't feel, I wouldn't feel congruent if I didn't. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I don't take that lightly. Yeah. It's more uh, live, live as I do, almost not the other way around. Um, yeah, right. A lot of people would be like, um, yeah, do as I say, but not <laughs> as I do. As, as parents sometimes, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we can get exactly. caught in that trap yeah. sometimes. Right? Get off your yeah. phone. Yeah. Oh, but mom, you're on your phone. Well, well, well what about you, Dad? <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. It's hard, though. That. It's hard. It's hard to, it it's hard. It and it takes constant yeah. focus, I think, um, is, is to be able to be true to that. You have to have constant focus. Yeah. Um, it's a great reminder for myself. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've heard that you like to push yourself um, and have competed in numerous physical challenges. Um, I'd love to hear a bit about those. And, um, yeah. you know, in terms of that, how you've pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone in those um, experiences and why that's actually important um, to help people grow. Yeah. You know, for me, again, it kind of goes, it, it definitely goes back to living what I teach and, and, um, but also, you know, so I've, I've I ran a hundred miles and I've, now I want to run, there's this, there's a race called the Moab 240, which is a 240 mile run. I've done an event called Seal Fit Kokoro, which was put on by U.S. Navy SEALs, retired and active duty. And it's, mm-hmm. it's two days of what of what they go through, uh, it's called Hell Week over here, where these these Navy SEAL candidates that want to become Navy SEALs have to go. Oh through yeah, this I've seen it in the movies. Hell Week. I've seen it yeah, in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they put us through two days of that, like kind of a mini um, Hell Week, if you would, uh, experience and fifty-two hours no sleep. And so I've, I've done uh, things like that. And again, it's just there's there's many reasons um i i learn a lot about myself through these experiences i'm always learning just great lessons and, and ex- that i can take and implement into my life and also that i can pass on to the clients that i have as a coach um when i have big um uh, big events like this that i'm training for and striving to uh, reach it pushes me in all the other areas as well so it really overflows and lifts up all the other areas of my life as well um, so the benefits there, and that's kind of why I do them is just to continue to push myself. I think if I stop pushing and living and it's not that everybody needs to go run a hundred miles and doing it in crazy and extreme like that, you know, it's probably something different for, for many people mm-hmm. and it might not even be in the physical realm, but I think it's important to really challenge yourself and to stretch yourself and to continue to grow because if we don't, then we just kind of get really complacent and, mm. I think the people that, that that become complacent early in life are the ones that often look back with the most regret. Yeah. 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 Nobody nobody ever lies in their deathbed saying they wish they had to work more. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, they're wishing other things. Um, I actually have yeah, a race for you. That. You should look at, there's one over here yeah. called the Spine Race. Um, it's the, the Pennine Way. Race? It's, it's 268 miles. Uh, or oh, wow. are you using miles or kilometers? Do you do kilometers? Uh, miles, yeah. Miles, yeah. It's 268 wow. miles. And it's like, but it's fell running. <laughs> it's over the mountains. And it's generally okay, not yeah. in the best weather. Uh, my brother tried, did half of it last year. No, um, bro- my brother's yeah. friends did it. He actually didn't do it. My brother's friends did it. 
One of them just about finished half of it, and the other one um, didn't make it. It's it's pretty grueling. Yeah, come over and we'll do I'll a follow up podcast. <laughs> we'll do a follow up. Yeah, absolutely. How did you get yeah, on? What yeah. did you learn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll come absolutely. and I'll come and watch you at the end. I will not do it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> no, but I do agree. I think you do have to push yourself. Like so, I've done a couple of marathons and um, a yeah. snow triathlon in Finland earlier this year at the Arctic Circle and. That the feelings that you get in terms of the accomplishment and the confidence that it gives you, although it's incredibly painful, yeah. <laughs> painful at the time, yeah. you do look back and, you know, you have lots of very fond memories and friendships and uh, new connections as a result of it. Um, yeah, the people you meet along the way, it's, it's uh, also incredible. Yeah. And let's be real, right? Anything that's really worthy is a little bit painful to get, yeah. get through to get there, right? Like yeah. that's what makes it so great. That's when you it. Accomplish it is knowing that you. That Nothing you ever worth doing is easy. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about um, where it's led you to. You're now the lead coach at Prosperity Revolution, based in Orange County, California. Um, and through that, you run events to help people create their new stories and start on that journey. Tell us a bit about that and the results that you see. Yeah, it's well, it's incredible. I mean, we've seen, you know, everyone you start from where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. And so everyone comes into it just a little bit different. Some are positioned maybe a little bit better than others to have incredible results right out of the gate versus some are really maybe at a little bit more of a rock bottom place and really looking for something to just help them to get their life back. Um, You know, we've had guys come in and lose massive amounts of weight, guys and gals. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a man wealth program for men and shield maiden for women. Um, but yeah, they'll come to our immersion experience four days in uh, Southern California and we take them to the beach, we break them down. We, we really get them to drop some of the barriers that they have so they can really be open and get the transformation that they're looking for. But, uh, but we've had, we've had men and women leave that are running eight, nine figure businesses. And, uh, you know, they've, they've created another million dollars in revenue in the first 90 days. They've, uh, they've, They've saved themselves from the brink of divorce and now have mm. incredible relationships and showing up way differently as parents. Um, they've gone on and they've done some of these crazy events like I do, like running a hundred miles and going to do crazy events like Seal Fit and Coral. Uh, you know, some will go on and they'll like they'll find faith, they'll get connected to God, or they'll get baptized. I mean, all kinds of different results. Just it's, yeah. it's incredible, but it's different for everyone depending on where they're at and, and where they're coming from in life at that point. Um, but we love it. It's, it's, it's a fun work. It's, it's yeah. very rewarding. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. And yeah. what about some of the techniques? Um, you know, we like to share in this podcast the how, um, you know, the outcomes are great, but it's, you know, how could listeners here in the UK maybe take some of that advice and how might they may, maybe be able to implement some of those changes and as some of the learnings that you've had from your, your, your pro program. Yeah, you bet. So you mentioned it just a little bit, right. And so I think I can talk about that. The stories that we have, right. We all have thoughts and thoughts. They're not even real, right. You can't touch them. You Mm. can't hold them. You can't grab them. Like they're just thoughts. They just like come in and out. And, you know, if we were really, brutally honest, like 
there's a reason we're not, but if we, we shared some of the thoughts that we have sometimes, they're just really kind of crazy that people would think we're crazy. Mm-hmm. But again, they're just thoughts that come in and out of our, and typically these thoughts we have, we allow them to really dominate and determine who we are and how we show up and the choices we make and the actions we take. Cause we believe the thoughts to be true. Like we believe they're real. We believe that they are fact. And so whatever you believe to be true is going to be like determine your actions. And so if you want to create a different result, you have to rewire, reframe your, your story, like tell a different story. The, the story you believe the most is the story you tell yourself the most. And so again, it's just um, every single day uh, we teach what we call conscious self-creation. So if you want to change the story, you got to be really in- intentional because our thoughts, what they're subconscious, right? So if you want to help start to re to change that story, to tell a different story, you have to begin to tell a different one. And we do that through conscious self-creation where you, every day you'll, there's, there's five parts to it, right? You, you write down a new story in a first person, present tense and positive frame, meaning like if you are overweight and you want to lose weight, uh, you wouldn't say I'm not overweight because then we just hear the fact that we're overweight. We hear overweight, right? So then mm. we just continue to uh, eating unhealthy and not working out. So I would say that I'm a lean, mean fighting machine or something like that, or I <laughs> yeah. eat healthy greens. And, yeah. and so you start to rewire and reframe that. And so you write that, you re- yep, you'll see it, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll read it, you'll say it, and you'll hear it. And so you do that every single day. And you just start to create the person that you want to be. It's not necessarily the person that you are today, but it's the person that you want to be. And so that's a tool that we will use is what we call conscious self-creation. Some people call affirmations, you call it yeah. whatever you want. Um, but that's a process we do, but it's very important. Present tense, positive frame, and uh, uh, first person. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, who do you want to be? And you get clear. Many people aren't clear on what they want. They're more clear on what they don't want. And so you probably want to start there first and get clear. Just write out in the journal, what do you want? Why does that matter? And then start to build your CSCs around that. And you can do that every day. It's very simple. Take five minutes a day to to do your CSCs to actually to write them, to see them, to read them, to say them, to hear them. Sorry, your CFCs? You'll be amazed. What's CFCs, your CFCs? Conscious C- oh. self-creation. What am I? Oh, CSC. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, c- conscious yep. self-creation. C-S-C, Got it. conscious yeah. self-creation. Yeah. And how long did they do that for? Forever. Like, how long do you want results? How long yeah. do you... Yeah. So, this isn't necessarily... You know, we live in what we would call a 12-week season, very outcome-based and very intentional because when you're casual with your life, you, you you get those types of results. And so it's not, it's really a way of being. It's a, it's a lifestyle and mm. uh, it's just showing up differently. If you want different results, you definitely have to do something different. So yeah, so yeah I do the conscious self-creation every single day, but it really only takes, you know, three to five minutes. And, I uh, today Powerful. Yeah. 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 And just do it consistently. Yeah. Habits, positive habits. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, how long do you have to work out, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, how long do you want to stay in shape? Yeah. Because the second you start working out, what happens? I mean, you, uh, you know, don't tell me. Is... I just have four yeah. weeks off. <laughs> I've been out of the gym for yeah. four weeks and it's yeah. been horrible. Yeah. Put on half a stone. Awful. Yeah. yeah. And I'm back on it. Back on it on Saturday. I'm broken right now. So you, you got to do the spine race with me to get at it. <laughs> ask, me, ask me in a few months. 
so um, now you also have um, quite a strong view on vulnerabilities and how important it is to acknowledge them. And I would imagine you're like probably quite a physically strong man and uh, for all the work that you do, probably quite emotionally strong as well. Um, what it, Tell us about your view on, on vulnerabilities um, and, you know, in terms of, and yeah, in, in terms of like whether those are weaknesses or why they're important or. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's extremely important to be vulnerable. Um, this might be something that I, that I definitely am working on being more vulnerable or, or opening up a little bit more. Um, but it is extremely important, right? People connect with those that are really vulnerable, right? Think of anyone that's dynamic or that you really enjoy listening to or following. And they're typically the ones that are letting you in that are open and vulnerable and, and uh, aren't ashamed or afraid of it. Like it's, it's just, it's just owning who you are. Right. And yeah. so when you, when you can be vulnerable and you can be real and you can share the highs and the lows, because most people just, you know, naturally, I get it. You want to share the highs, and you don't necessarily want to be the one that's just out there just telling everybody about how how bad your life is. But that's—I mm. don't think that's quite the point of being vulnerable either. Is just being real. It's being a real person because we're all we all have emotions and feelings, and and uh, yeah, I can be kind of stoic sometimes, but you know, but at the same time, like super real as well, and let you know yeah. where I'm at and how I'm feeling and what's going on and. It's it's just I believe it's important. Number one, it's because what what do most of us do? We, we I think we tend to see it as a weakness, and so you'll stuff it inside and you don't deal with it out, out in the open on the table. And and it's just like holding a beach ball underwater. Like it's just not healthy. As soon as someone lets go, that thing <laughs> comes shooting out of the water. And so when you just continue to stuff emotion inside, like eventually it's going to come up. And if you don't deal with it and allow it to come out. Um, naturally, it, it comes out uh, and yeah. usually wreaks havoc on your life and your relationships. So, yeah, it's extremely important to be able to, to get to that place. And I think, you know, again, for a lot of people, it's difficult. It might be because you, you know, your parents never showed that, or, or, uh, or it was seen as a weakness from from those that you grew up around. And so, to to get to a, a place like that for many, it, it, it's definitely a process of of time to get there. Yeah, I think it's about relearning, isn't it? You know, I think even those two yeah. words, associating the word vulnerability with weakness gives it a negative yeah. connotation. But yeah. actually, it creates better connections, you know, when you're saying that, actually, I'm not doing so good today or, you know, I'm feeling yeah. a bit lonely or I've really, you know, I didn't do so good yesterday on my diet and I'm feeling a bit bad about it. And, yeah. you know, everybody, nobody's perfect and everybody... Everybody falls, and that's part of the learning. You need to fall sometimes to to be able to learn. That's the power in in the people that come to our events. I mean, they just realize that they're not alone. That they're like, wow, I'm not the only one that has these thoughts or these feelings, mm. and uh, it allows them to be vulnerable much quicker. Um, because I think we have this tendency that we are alone, that that no one else would understand. But the reality is, is we're not quite as special as we like to believe we are. <laughs> like we're all unique and special. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but. But yeah, like we're not that different. We're not super people. Say, so yeah. Yeah, we're not yeah, superheroes. Yeah. Do you find there's and a difference between, yeah, is there a difference between how men approach it to women? And do you have, is it all, you know, do you have all male groups, all women groups or mixed groups or what way does it work? And what are your observations yeah, on that? 
Yeah, typically we have, um, it's just all men or all women. Um, and I would say that women are, it's a little easier for them to get there. Like they maybe can get there a little quicker, but you'll also be surprised with what you see from the men. Um, you know, they open up and they get pretty vulnerable too. And a lot of, a lot of the men will come in and be like, man, I can't believe I'm crying. Like I never cried. Like I've literally never cried in my life. And, and here they are, and, you know, not that vulnerability is just about crying, but that's a, you know, it's definitely uh, a piece of vulnerability, right? Is opening yeah. up and allowing some emotion to show. Yeah. And so um, I would say both are, are vulnerable. They're just, it's just a little bit different in sometimes how it comes out and or how long it takes for it to come out. Mm. Um, not a huge difference, but yeah, there's probably a small difference there. Yeah. And it's that, again, it goes back to that associating with cry, crying with a weakness whenever actually it's, it's yeah, an outlet. Exactly. <laughs> it's an outlet. Yeah, powerful. Yeah. Now we're kind of touching about it on it already, I guess. Vulnerabilities and being able to talk about them links to your mental well-being. And otherwise, I know a lot of the, um, you know, there's quite a few bits of your program which would be linking to physical well-being. The two things are so intrinsically linked. Um, how important is it to recognize well-being and, and put that focus on it in your view? Um, yeah, it's critical. Um, you know, well-being, um, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, because again, if you if you don't if you don't deal with it, right, it it doesn't go away. Yeah. It, it 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 usually just snowballs into something that eventually will come out, and, and if you wait too long, it can be out of control, and you're not going to know how to deal with it or handle it uh, for many reasons. Uh, one, you you never have, so you don't know where to start. And number two, like it can get to a point where it's like you really need some serious help. But yeah, to to it's so important because it doesn't just impact you, but it impacts everyone else around you as well, right? If you really care about those that you that are close to you, your family members, your loved ones, even if you own a business, and you know you're you're carrying that into your business now, right? Too, and it's yeah. impacting them. And guess what? They don't just leave it when they go to work. I'm sure they carry it with them too. And now all of a sudden, there's like this butterfly effect, and and, and because you haven't taken care of your well-being, yeah. it's impacting like a lot of other lives. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's just so important to to do that to find the outlet for you that you can release some of that. A lot of people, often it can be just, uh, you know, they'll do it physically. Maybe it's like meditation. Maybe it's um, just eating super healthy or mm-hmm. going for a walk or a combination of all those things or getting a massage or, or uh, yoga or, you know, yeah, yeah. finding out whatever that is for you that works um, so that you can not carry that with you and put that burden on, on everyone else as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's that being mindful, isn't it? Whatever way it is that you become mindful. And we did a podcast earlier or last year, um, which talked about that. And really, you know, mindfulness can be achieved in a number of different ways. Um, I always perceived that I couldn't be mindful because I couldn't sit still for long enough to be mindful. Um, But actually, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you can get it in. I I find it in swimming, I think. I think that's where I find it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of just by yourself in the pool, in the water. And, yeah, you know. just focusing on the technique and not really thinking about mm-hmm. anything else. Right. Um, so your your mission, you want to inspire others to do, uh, to be better and to do more and to produce uh, results that really matter. 
Um, what advice would you have um, to help people um, to do that? Whether that's, you know, they may be only maybe starting out this this podcast might be the, the thing that prompts them for 2020 to have a think about doing something and heading in the right direction or maybe they're halfway through trying to get over a hurdle and need to keep motivated. And um, what would be your um, advice to wrap up today um, to help them do that? Um, so I was just talking about this yesterday with, with some of our clients. And, you know, I think it's important, first of all, to look back and celebrate, like, w- where you've come. Because it can be easy for people to continue to push and try to grow and, and accomplish goals and outcomes. And if you don't take some time to look back and appreciate the wins that you've had along the way, you know, you, you'll just get burnt out because you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're, you are making progress, even though you are. So, so take a look back. I mean, this is a great time to do it the end of the year. Like really, you know, write all the the small and, and the big wins along the way that you've had over this year. And, and most will be surprised to see like how much they've actually accomplished because most of us discredit the things that we do. And so that's an important piece. And then, you know, to look forward is what do you want? Like, what do you really want? And physically, spiritually, relationally, financially over the next year and start to kind of break that out. Like what are, what are the three or four big outcomes or goals that if you that if you were able to accomplish um, would really make a, a significant difference on your life and in the lives mm-hmm. of those that are closest to you, and then just start to like work backwards. How what would be required for you to do that? Like list everything detailed yeah. and specific as possible. Just start to create that plan or that roadmap to do it. Yeah, it's the stepping stones, isn't it, to hit the milestones? Yeah. Um, Nate, I have thoroughly enjoyed our um, chat this afternoon or this morning. I think it is for you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah it's morning here. <laughs> and I think that's been some amazing advice to kick off the year um, to help um, anyone that's on that kind of wanting to do more, uh, be better and, um, you know, achieve results that really matter um, to, to help them actually do that. Um, and yeah, help them overall get a better night's sleep. Thank you very much. Thank you.